Ellie Productions. Anyway, let's review with Dynamite. All right, we had a very strong match card going into this, by the way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, opening up the show, though, we had Scorpio Sky defending his TNT Championship against World. What is your thoughts on this? My thoughts on this match, it was a pretty good match. It, it got over Wardlow. Wardlow got his ti- what, title win. Like, he got the match won. We all thought the interference from, from uh, Scorpio Sky and his little crew members was going to cause interference. But no, Wardlow beat Scorpio Sky for the title. And going forward for this, there's something planned for Wardlow with the TNT Championship. But more to this, that, you know... You know, Scorpio Sky did loss, and you know his his reigns were lackluster. Two of them were pretty much lackluster. It didn't help them. So what's what's next for Scorpio Sky? Yeah, I uh, I don't know where Scorpio, Ethan, and America God Team or Men of the Year, whatever they call themselves. I I I don't know where they go from here. But uh, it's a really good one for Wardlow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And. Uh, well, Let's hope he changes that belt design, not not have the Lakers tie. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was a really good match. Mhm. All right. What was next? Uh, after this match, man. Real quickly though, one more thing to add to the match though. Wardlow, he looks so strong in the match. You can tell that he's going to be a future franchise in AEW. Not just the TNT Championship, but the World Championship as well. You can just tell. Yeah. I, I probably tell. Yeah, I could tell. Yeah, that's something lining up for him in the future. The opening match, we get to um, what I thought was really the best part of the night. Christian Cage coming out with Luchasaurus. This was amazing. The promo that Christian Cage took, I personally loved it. He went off on Matt Hardy. Oh, by the way, Matt Hardy came out. Christian Matt. I think they're setting up Christian versus Matt Hardy. They also might be setting up Luchasaurus versus Matt Hardy. One of the two. But anyways, though, this promo was so good. Um, They're finding a way to use Matt Hardy on television while Jeff Hardy is away, so I love that. But, uh, yeah, what are your thoughts on this segment? This was a perfect segment. It it got, it it showed Christian as 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 a prick. Like a huge ass prick, and it's yep. both of the guys to like put over, put over Jungle Boy. Yeah, I mean, um, Christian is like the best on the mic right now in AEW, except for MJF. He is doing really good. But next up on the show we have is a match announcement for next week's Rampage as Claudio Castagnoli faces Jake Hager. Are you excited for this match? Or next week on Dynamite, I should say. Yeah. It's going to be a really good match. But um, next up we have is Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland, a.k.a. Swerve and our glory, beating Butcher and the Blade. After the match, Team Taz come out. Young Bucks come out. They set up a triple threat tag team match next week on Dynamite. I'm excited for this match. It's going to be really good. What are your thoughts? Is there a pretty much triple, good triple threat match for next week? Fight with us. Most likely the Bucks are going to retain because we're going to see FTR versus the Bucks at All Out. Most yep. Like, most likely. 
And there was a segment before that with with Keith and Swerve with with it was like it was like Tony Nese and his manager, like Mark, Mark Stark Sterling. Yep. But I I I I love the match. I love the after segment. I'm looking forward to this triple threat tag match. It's gonna be really good. Yeah. It really is. <laughs> but next up we have is Dark Order coming out to make a promo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They had, they had... What is your thoughts on this promo? That promo was put together. It was the like the tribute to Rudy Lee, the guy that passed away, the leader of Dark Order. This was basically a tribute to Brody Lee, to Brody Jr., the to Hubert's family. Yeah, I'm. I I really love this promo. I think Dark Order. Um, I'm really looking forward to what Dark Order has next. Um, I personally think that. You know, with, with, um, oh, what's his name? Alan Angels and, you know, I forgot the other one name, but, you know, their contract expired, right? Uh, Stu Grayson, there you go. Alan Angels, Stu Grayson, their contract's getting expired. Oh, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what Dark Order has next. I just think that, I'm hoping that they can capitalize on Dark Order and not feel it completely. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that that's what I have to think about this promo. But um the next match we have is Lush, aka Roosh, uh going one on one against Pentagon it, from uh Lucha Brothers. Roosh gets the win. What did you think of this match? I I think this match was it's it's mostly the beginning of this big feud with Roosh, Alnade and and the Lucha Brothers. Yep. Aren't you looking forward to that tag match? I know I am. But uh, yeah, this one on match is really good. They did a really good job. Yeah. Um, I personally loved it. So, you know, it's always good to have a good match. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also looking forward to seeing what members, if any members, get added to this Rush and Andrade tag team. You know, maybe it becomes a stable. But uh Next up, after the TNT Championship didn't get didn't go enough to the time limit, AEW had more room for another match. So they added to the card the acclaimed Colton and Austin Gunn against Ruffinit, aka Leon Ruff, and Beer Country and Fuego del Sol. Well, what do you think of this uh, eight man tag team match? It was a pretty good eight eight man tag match. It showed the showcase. Like the gun, the gun boys, and and the acclaimed, and during the post match, we saw the the gun, the gun club turning heel on the acclaimed, with Billy Gunn turning on Max Max Caster and Anthony Bowens. Yeah, um, I'm looking forward to having a, the acclaimed being baby faces. I feel like that could be pretty cool, and I'm looking forward to the acclaimed having a match against the. Uh, the gun club, but, um, yeah, I mean, I, hey, I could see the gun club feuding with Billy Gunn and maybe a partner that, you know, they find backstage against, let's say, the acclaimed and Hookhausen. That could be a good eight-man tag team match. But, um, yeah, I personally love this match. I love that they're setting up, um, a feud between the two 
teams, and I love that Billy Gunn finally turned against the Acclaimed. So let's go to the next segment. Uh, this is where Miro calls out Malachi Black after costing him his championship at Forbidden Door. Are you excited for Miro versus Malachi Black? Yes, I'm pretty much excited for it. Like, Miro versus Malachi Black. Yeah, that's really good. Behemoth. Yeah. But uh, our next match is our tag team match. is Thunderstorm. Thunder Rosa and Tony Storm beats Nyla Rose and Marina Shafir. What did you think of this match? This was a great, it was a good women's tag match. And we saw, we, we saw a tag team work of, of Thunder Rosa and Tony Storm. Thunderstorm. It was pretty much a great tag. They're building towards a women's tag division. Yeah, I mean, c- could you imagine women's tag team championships? Yeah, I imagine it. In the future, potentially? Yeah. But, I mean, hey, I'm I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Because AEW, people criticize them for having too many championships. But with the roster they have, it's good that they have this many titles. But next up is, there, there was a lot of match announcements for Death Before Dishonor, a.k.a. Ring of Honor's next pay-per-view for AEW. I want to see your thoughts on every match one by one. How about uh, Samoa Joe against Jay Lethal for the Ring of Honor television title? Uh, I see more likely like Lethal winning the title, but it's still going to be a good match between two veterans, Samoa Joe and, and Jay Lethal, who actually wrestled in TNA before. So now they're going to wrestle each other back like they're wearing an all-star in Ring of Honor. Yep, exactly. But uh, the next match was uh, Willie Yuta and Daniel Garcia. Well, it was the team of Jericho versus Kingston feud, but still going to be a good feudable matchup for the Ring of Honor Honor Pure Championship. Yuta versus Garcia. That is um, yeah. one, one, one thing I actually forgot to mention was... Uh, Jericho and Jericho Appreciation Society. Um, Jericho Appreciation Society was actually, uh, they distracted Eddie Kingston from the car. They slammed Ruby Soho into the door. So that was really, uh, that was really, uh, really weird to see, actually. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I, I'm looking forward. You, you've got to realize that the Blood and Guts wasn't the end to this, it was just the end to that 5 on 5 feud. I think they're going to have one final match between Jericho and Kingston down the line. But, yeah, yeah I'm looking forward to it, so. Yeah. Uh, the next match that was announced was FTR against the Briscoes 2. What do you think of this? This is going to be like a sequel to the Briscoes and FTR. I, I see that the Bucks are going to find a way to, like, mess sabotage it. Like, they're going to try to, like, Mess up interfere in the match, but most likely FTR are gonna retain the belt against Briscoe's that one. Yeah, I see FTR retaining. Mm-hmm. And then finally I have Joe Moxie, Brody King, interim AEW championship. What is your thoughts on this? This was a pretty hard hitting matchup. We saw Moxie, Brody King fight it out. We saw Brody King down like like Moxie working on Brody King's legs. And Brody King fighting hard against Moxley. But all in all, Moxley managed to win the match and retain the title. Like and they yeah. and, and Brody King got a little uh look, a standing ovation after the match. 
Brody King did really good in this match. Um, he did really good. I'm personally looking forward to Brody King in the House of Black probably getting those trios championships, I would guess. Yes. But, yeah, I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, okay, so what other news do we have for today? Okay, here, all right. All right, let me look, at, let me look up for some news. All right, we got for MLW announced like a new deal to stream broadcast in major markets, cool LA, Chicago, Dallas. MLW announced a new Greenwood with Bind Sports to broadcast MLW streaming and other air channel, major markets, cool, including LA, Chicago, Dallas. MLW continues to announce that Ben Sports, the US TV part, broadcast MLW streaming over every channel in Mary Markets. Mm-hmm. That means that means they're gonna be in other channels besides sports ex, sports treat, treat sports bench sports extra. They're probably it will it will be airing on extra Friday nights, San Piano Fridays, beginning on July eight. There's line premiere twenty four hours early on on bench sports. There's also they're gonna be MLW ball their free twenty four English English language live sports news analysts and, and highlights channel Ben Sports Extra brings everyone closer to the game. Ben Sports Extra is available on major streaming service just as Pluto TV, Roku TV, YouTube TV, Sang TP Plus, Redbox, Cloud TV, Tiva, Visa, Umex TV, and much more, as well as over air television stations stations. In Los Angeles, Chicago, Philadelphia, Dallas, Fort Worth, Houston, San Jose, Francisco, Oakland, Atlanta, Mayor, Florida, Fort, Arndale, San Diego, Salt Lake City, Hartford, Columbus, Las Vegas, Austin, among others. Mm-hmm. This partnership builds on four year relationships with Ben and help drive awareness in our fans' ability to access MLW content on multiple platforms. MLW CEO, Court Bauer. MLW on Ben Sports Extra gives viewers access to MLW streaming services over at our television major market. Yeah. Um, I'm honestly, I'm happy for MLW getting, you know, onto a TV stream. I personally think that MLW, they have the potential to be like in 10... Yeah, I'll say 10 years. They have potential in 10 years to be one of the most... What's the word I'm looking for? One of the biggest companies in the world. Like, of course, they they won't get to AEW. They won't get to WWE. They probably won't even get to New Japan. But them them getting to, like, maybe number four, that could be really good for the company. Um, I am personally... I love MLW. I think they do an amazing job. I think that they put on great television. So I'm looking forward to seeing what MLW has next. In January, she was released by the company as part of restructuring and related performance. Our sessions, dates are released. 
First things began explaining how much she loved going to work at the Pullman Center. He had a bad day. I loved it every morning. I would show up before I walked through the doors. I would tell my sister, I told C, I would get to work today, not I had to come to work. I get to come to work even on the hardest days, the roughest days on TV. Like it's a day where I didn't, things didn't go right. I still went home and went, and tomorrow is going to be a good day. We're going to run from very bad today. Every day I would wake up throw my place up shirt on and be excited to go to work again. Said, discussing her release, danger reflected on when she got the call. It came out of nowhere for all of us. Some of the coaches who got let go were still there. And she actually, she actually almost left. He always hated leaving early. Is her kid's new day at the brand new school in Orlando. They never rode a bus. For a cage, he had a child went to a car school, charter school in Vegas. Never rode the bus. And, and, and sad situations, like, apparently they were being released, like, and affected everyone, that the, her wife, her husband, her kids are affected by this. Like, they have two house payments they have to pay for. And this is, so, this was bad for them. So, yeah, what do you, yeah, what do you think of the story? Yeah, it is bad for them. Um, they didn't even read again. They I personally think that it's bad for them, but it's also good for her because she finally got to escape. I just think that, you know, the future, I say this to every person who gets released, right? I say, you never know what the future holds for you. So she could be doing anything going forward. I just think that it's a loss for them. Yeah, it was painful. And after that, she was mind-fucked because WWE basically mind-fucked her with that release. Yep. Yes. And um, that's we, and that that's 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 so mean. Yeah, and they recently Danger was hired as a new coach for the re- Women's Wrestling Army and will host a seminar on July 9th. So that's just some good news for her. Yep. Very good news. Yeah, so it's, all right, it's more news. All right, apparently in New Japan announces Stardom wrestlers will compete in New Japan of American Rings moving forward. There's more to this. Apparently during New Japan's business strategy presentation on Thursday, the, the president, Obari, revealed that wrestlers from Stardom roster will be competing in, in Japan America Rings moving forward. This is major news. Portland Stardom reportedly being presented to be part of AW New Japan's Forbidden Door will confirm by AW owner Tony Khan. He said in the post media scum they were talking about including Star on the show, but it did not work out due to them being booked and no longer having existing visas. And New Japan Strong was a backbone for New Japan throughout the pandemic, allowing current IWGP World Heavyweight Champion Jay White others to compete under the New Japan banner while being able to tra- unable to travel to Japan. It also presented New Japan's opportunity to welcome independent contract wrestlers to New Japan in a whole new way. John Belty Tom Warren with a standout to compete in a New Japan Strong. Both said to compete in the G1 Climax this month. Stardom are starting to get compete in the United States to help bring more eyes to the growing promotion. It will allow Stardom to also follow New Japan's footsteps and work with wrestlers around the and scene. The United States will potentially making relationship with U.S. based promotions a process, much like New Japan's with AEW and Japan Wrestling. A month ago, that Stardom announced their first ever joint show for November 20th at the new Eureka Arena in Japan during the Bushiro 50th anniversary press conference. 
furthering the race between two promotions and announcement also that we are two mixed tag matches at the New Japan starting show. So what do you think of Yeah, I'm I'm happy for New Japan. You know, getting to travel outside. I personally think that uh you know, if New Japan were to let's say, you know, come to America, they would um or stardom, I mean, or you know, both. If they were to come to like, you know, America for a little bit and, you know, just to travel around places like like let's say New Japan stars showing up at Impact to do a brand pay per view of Impact. Just let's let's go. Let's just go off of that. And yeah. let's just say you're. I'll stop right there about yeah Impact. Um, no, they don't have no no man no appeal to them. The only thing they could do that was AEW because it New Japan don't even want Impact Wrestling at this point. Like that's a good point. That's yeah. a really good point. Yeah, that's a really good point. All right, fine. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that one. So, l- let's just say they do another one with AEW, okay? Let's, do, let's use that as an example. Um, if they go out here and do another one with AEW, let's say the main event is, you know, your IWGP champ, Jay White against CM Punk. I think that if you were to have another show with New Japan going into AEW, not only would it expand New Japan even more, it would open up so much eyes to New, to New Japan just coming to America a lot more. They already have New Japan America weekly on TV. Can you imagine them um, coming to America, going to a bunch of shows, having, a, like, let's say New Japan goes to AEW long-term. They have a bunch of Forbidden Doors. I'm not saying, like, a bunch a year. I'm just saying, like, you know, one or two a year. Even having one or two Forbidden Doors at AEW a year, not only could it expand the company, but two, it could open up so much eyes to New Japan in America. So that's my thoughts on it. I, I personally think that, uh, you know, it, it, it's going to work for New Japan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was also news to like New Japan returning to UK. I told her feeling plans for a new music festival, music festival, and NFTs. All right, there's a bit now, so also. Japan, yeah, we all know the like headlines and announcements. They say they will return to the UK in October. There was no exact date was given. They will return to the UK. Fans in the Oshina region will still see New Japan and that's in the near future as New Japan's international expansion continues a piece of outside US as well. Plus, New Japan will hold a special G1 event on August 20. We have plans for a, a music, music festival this autumn. Newly added to the card was this the return of GRS special adjacent card. Test the card takes place on a 20 special location. Part of the TV as a summer station event. Matches will be held outdoors. Besides the TV as the studios of Ropungi Hills. She turned to Hashiro State to talk about the event. It's there'll be a great chance for none fans to see something going on and stop the channel wrestling for the very first time. New events are not limited to the ring action coming in autumn. In Japan, we'll be starting a stage and a special music festival. Live fans experience their favorite interest music, past and present, formed live, well as live music there. We also need to talk seminars with big names. More details are coming out. I also announced that coming will introduce NFT at some point. No specific picks were given. What do you think of this news? Hey, like I said in the past one. It's good for them. That's all I gotta say. Because, like, if you look at it, right? Even with them expanding into all different places, it's really good for them to get more eyes in other places. You know what I mean? Like, 
it's really good for them. So I, I, I'm, I'm honestly just happy for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's see. Neymar news. Uh, let's see. Uh, I, I actually have some news. Um, reported on WWE NXT UK this morning. Uh, NXT UK champion Ilya Dragunov had to vacate his championship after uh being another part of the injury curse. Apparently, he has a knee injury. Uh, and they're holding an eight-man tournament to decide who will become the NXT UK champion. So, yeah, I just had to get that out because, like, you know, another injury and injury curse out of, like, what, 70, 80 names that are now injured? Because, like, I don't know what's going on, but there's a lot of injuries going around. Yeah. So. Yeah, there's so many injuries going around. Like it's now it's around. it's now affecting NXT UK. Yeah. Page card. Yep. Uh, Kenosuke Takeshita against Eddie Kingston. Toilet Winter Enterprises against Gresham Moriarty. Uh, Deeb and Mercedes Martinez against Sparks and oh, I can't I can't remember the name. Off the top of my head. Oh, uh, Christina Marie. There you go. And then okay. Orange Cassidy against Tony Nese. Okay, let's start with Eddie Kingston and Kanosuke Tatakashi. Let's start with that. This was going in. It was a great match going in. It was like a King Road, King's Road style kind of matchup. Two men fight it out. A professional wrestling... Hold on. A professional wrestling company opening a professional wrestling show with a professional wrestling match. This is really good. Yeah. Uh, Eddie Kingston gets the win. I honestly am looking forward to where they go from here. But I'm liking it. Yeah. Takeshita looked very good in this match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was. He was looking good. Like, like, like Kakashi could be the future TNT champion. If they continue with this, continue building him up. Yeah. Because the excursion lasts a year. They want to get most of it. Yeah, that's a good point. Yep. Very true. Mm-hmm. Very true. Um, Next up is the Gresham Moriarty against Toldy Blanchard Enterprises. Um, What did you think of this match? It was understandably good. It was a good matchup. It was like a matchup for a team for like, like for the enterprise. They were they were like the, the, the big team mostly coming in to win, and turned on Moriarty Lee Lee Moriarty and joined the totally branch Blanchard, and resulted that they're gonna that like like Gresham's gonna wrestle Lee Moriarty Moriarty on Rampage for the ROH World Champion. Yes. I'm so happy. Um, yeah. I personally, excuse me again, I'm personally really much looking forward to this. I think it's going to be very good. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, moving along, we have a backstage interview with Athena and Chris Statlander. They say they still have their eyes on the TBS championship. And that they won't stop until they get their shot. Well, this most likely going to be related to a triple threat for a, a night one of 
Spider Fest or most likely night two. Yeah, good point. Moving along, Serena D. Mercedes Martinez against Sparks and Marie. What, what, what did you think of this? Just like it lasted, it basically lasted two and a half minutes. Basically, like it was a tag team match for Serena Mercedes, Mercedes, and eventually, like, like the match won when Serena win with the Serena lock on Christina Marie, and after the match, um, D clotheslines Martinez and put. Her in the serenity lock after the bell. D breaks hold quickly and holds the ring of our women's title. It's gonna. Ha- it will most likely happen at Death Before Dishonor. Serena D versus Mer- Mercedes Martinez. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the match. Yeah. But yeah, it's been pretty cool. Um, after the match though, we, 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 they show off. You know, the couple matches happening at Fighter Fest. We learned that. Chris Jericho faced Eddie Kingston in a barbed wire match. What is your thoughts on this? Uh, my my thoughts that more blood, more fun. There it is. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. And then our main event of the evening, Orange Cassidy versus Tony Nese. What's your thoughts on this main event? My thoughts on this, it was a, it was a good main event. Apparently, it, it put together, it was like Orange Cassidy versus Tony Nese. It was a stake. They were upstate. Like, if Cassie lost, he had to sign Tony's petition to remove to remove Swerve Scott, Swerve Strickland from AEW. This was a pretty... It was also a good to turn match. Like, that has the guy involved. Hit Mark Sterling in the, in the groin. He cursed Nice and hit... Art, Cassidy hit the arch punch and covered by the three count. Arch Cassidy won. Yeah, good way to end off Rampage. Yeah. So what is your overall thoughts on this week's Rampage? My overall thoughts on this Rampage, it was it was actually a good, it was a good Rampage. Yeah, it was really good. Mm-hmm. I love, I, 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 they really, they really made the show good for all the matches that they had. I personally think I didn't really like two heel turns match, uh, two matches in a row. But if, if it's setting up storylines, then it's okay. But um, <clears throat> so now we'll move on to other news. What other news do you have for? Alright, apparently Miyu Yamashi earns an AEW Women's Title shot at at the TJPW Summer Sun Princess. Thunder Rosa had a new challenger at the TJPW Center Sun Princess on July 9th. Miyu Yamashi defeated Thunder Rosa singles competition. For the bout, Rosa stated if Yamashi wins, she would give her a shot at the women Women's Championship when Yamashi came to the United States. The finish saw when Yamashi hit a reverse inside cradle, capturing Rosa for the three count with Yamashi winning. Rosa stuck her deal, shake hands with Yashi and Green to a future AEW Women's title bout. What do you think of this news? Hey, I'm I'm looking forward to her challenging Thunder Rosa for the title. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think it's gonna be a really good match. I think that she could probably get a good chance to shine in the company. So yeah, I'm happy for her. Yeah, okay. Alright, here's more news. 
is, is coming up. Okay. Matt from Matt Hardy says that Christian Cage was jealous when he were offered a WWE contract with chair Jeff Botch, Botching. This is from Matt Hardy's podcast. Apparently, Matt Hardy recalls Christian early jealousy in regard to the success of Hardy Boys. Christian and Hardy have been on opposite sides of the ring more often than not. Turns out they started long before he got to the ring. One another goes back when Matt and Jeff were given the WWE contracts. Matt reveals um, on his podcast that Kate Christian was one of the people, only people to give Hardy Boys any grief for being signed when they were. And Matt Hardy said Christian even claims that a cheer when Jeff Hardy slapped and slipped and fell during as I moonsault against Doug Furness, Philip Lafon on episode Shotgun Saturday night. So Morton is the only person I think of Hardy as more than it was Christian Cage. Yeah, Christian was basically jealous because Hardy's got the contract before him. Edge was more formerly known as Sexton Hardcastle was not that as harsh, but that's all because he signed before Christian, according to Hardy. And there's more. And on our recent episode, Dynamite, my heart once again got into it with Christian, claiming Christian to the jungle, but it's at the top. Christian fired back, claiming my heart had no qualms on using his brother, despite his stuff to abuse issues to stay relevant in the industry. What do you think of this this story? I mean, to be fair, though, I'm looking forward to this Christian Matt Hardy feud because of the fact that they've actually had some kind of beef in actual real life. So I'm actually looking forward to it. I personally think that uh, they're probably going to have a match. Matt Hardy's probably going to lose, but I will say this, though. You, we need to give Matt Hardy's props. Even when his brother is going through all this, he still is deciding to wrestle like this. So, I, I'm i giving Matt Hardy his props for still going through this, but, but what are your thoughts on this? And I, I also think that they've always had a little bit of, you know, real-life feud in between them, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, honestly, you know, it is a real-life feud going on. Yep. Mm-hmm. So let's go to the other tip. Let's go to like what was that? Oh yeah, it was it was a Shibata I was talking about like like well Osprey Shibata thing. Like Shibata better sign a, a waiver if he's going to face me. Osprey had an evening night at Forbidden Door, defeated Cassidy in the match he stole the show. Spray confronted with Shibata. Then it, from the speaking to Russell in Osprey addressed Shibata confronted at Forbidden Door. He felt like he was knocking off his dojo boys, calling him dickhead. He said he let him get one there as he had a 16-minute bar burner. He was exhausted. He didn't want, he want like, Shibata getting his way. The way he sees that he's lucky that Shibata's alive. Basically, there's some heat. There's some feud. There's going to be a feud between the two. So what are your thoughts on it? Um, Yeah. Looks like there is. Um, I personally, you know, there's been a lot of stuff going around between a lot of people, and it's getting a little upsetting because that if you look at it, there's been a lot of real life fear between a lot of the people. But with this one, I will say this specifically. I think that it this one it'll probably work out in the end. You know what I mean? Like, like they uh. They need to settle out what they're doing here and get get, get professional. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's what I think, though. Mm-hmm. Which, what is your thoughts? 
my thoughts on this day, you know, honestly, my thoughts is that, you know, that, you know, after Tabata and Osprey, they're going to fight it out. They're going to fight it out. The match is yeah, going to happen. Yeah, I'm, I personally think they're going to wrestle at Wrestle Kingdom this year. Yeah. Now some big news. Apparently, like, this is a big news. WWE's Vince McMahon, we all know he has paid more than $12 million to four women in exchange for silence. We all know that. Oh, my God. Here <laughs> we go again. Yes, this is more to this. Like, yes, he has paid, Vince McMahon has paid $12 million to four women for, to be, like, hushed money to silence them. All because Vince McMahon wants sex. Apparently, it was recently updated on Friday. Friday this morning, like yesterday Friday morning, it was like, it was like he said, and last night as I heard, Vincent King Samantha says the word brief words, then now, then now and forever, most word is together. And he says welcome to SmackDown. He tosses Mike last night, but my honestly, like he also said that he, he pledges co- complete cooperation to investigate my special committee. He will do everything possible to support the investigation. And it was in a statement released by a Stanford, Connecticut-based company. But it's, it's going to be more. It's going to be and add to this, like what are WWE like, like uh, projects with Netflix and Vince McMahon bio? It got it got it got canceled. So this is the first domino knockdown. There's plenty more. My God, this is this old. Mother effer who can't get none from Linda McMahon keeps running around his entire WWE trying to get some from every executive he has. It's so stupid. <sighs> this man needs to stop what he's doing to realize that he's freaking done here. God damn. What? Um, th- this man needs to be driven out of the company completely immediately. God damn. I honestly agree with you, but Mr. Man is not gonna go down without a fight. Oh no, he's gonna give up the he's gonna give the biggest fight he can possibly give. Freaking ridiculous. Yeah. <sighs> he's going he's gonna go out big. Nobody cares that you're old and you want some, Vince McMahon. You need to step back and know and know your game, you know what I mean? Yeah. And related to this, like we it was like people on Twitter, like there were a lot of people on Twitter like they say praises Stephanie Man like on Twitter, but there was one person on Twitter like <laughs> this is funny pick when you said a pick with a pick with somebody with their legs showing that and says the words we says the guy on Twitter posted a retweet like we worship you. That was like a oh funny my. tweet. I bet you anything after that stuff went out yesterday. If Vince McMahon showed up on SmackDown, people would still be bowing down to him. Yeah, they were pretty much were. Vince McMahon, for, for first off, Vince McMahon has to realize this. As soon, and I mean as soon as you get driven out of your goddamn company, you, Mr. Kevin Dunn, out of here. Bruce Pritchard, out of here. Michael Hayes, out of here. People Power, John Laurinaitis, out of here. All those people are going to be gone forever. It's going to be freaking amazing to watch. But But as you said before, Richie, uh, he's not gonna go down without a massive fight. It's gonna be ridiculous, but uh, he he can't survive this, can he? I don't think he's gonna survive this at this point. It's ridiculous. Oh my god! But uh, yeah, I cannot believe that. Um. T- 
Oh my god. Uh, did, did you have any other news for today? Um, that's about it. Alrighty then. Alright, thank y'all for Gusta Ali Productions. Thank y'all. This was the season finale of Gusta Ali Productions. We will see you all next Saturday for season four. See y'all later. Bye-bye.